All right, welcome everyone back to another episode of Woo! the Midgar Minute Podcast. I'm Chris, joined as always by my good, good old friend Nicholas. How you doing, my friend? Dude, I'm doing great. I'm happy to talk about Chapter Five. I think everybody out there will be happy to know there's no Azul in this oh, chapter. Oh man! So you know what? I didn't think Christmas would come this early. Right? <laughs> there's no Azul in this chapter, and surprisingly, I found myself. There wasn't so much. To, I, wait, we're still in the intro. Carry yes. on. I was, I was, Carry hold on. on, sir. There's there's <laughs> 14 people we need to address here. 14. Yeah, you know, and and those lovely people being Scott, Kyle, AJ, Danny, Kevin, Jillian, Brienne, Matt, Sam, Charlotte, Cameron, Garrett, Dan, M, and Ryan, and those wonderful, beautiful people being the Mosey Gang, Mosey which gang. is our, our lovely little community. Uh, that we have and if you listener would like to become part of the mosey gang and you can uh give us as little as one dollar and you can get into our discord where we talk about final fantasy things random things uh we do game nights we share memes we're just thinking about doing a movie night sometime soon a lot of fun stuff but like i said uh we always say <laughs> we just love having you here you know if you but if you are interested we have links in uh, each episode description that we have and in, on our uh, Instagram. So if you are interested in that, uh, that's where you can go. But I think with that out of the way, we can mosey on into oh uh, Chapter 5 of Dirge of Cerberus. Uh, and we start in the sewers of, uh, Shin- I guess it's Shinra Manor, I guess? or the, Let's just call it Midgar. Yeah, because I think uh, in the last episode we were talking about, or, or Vincent was telling us that he was going to go to Nibelheim to uh, figure out some stuff, I guess, because that's... Some investigating. Apparently Nibelheim is like the epicenter of like this entire universe. Because <laughs> all the, all the crazy <laughs> you might shit call it here. You might call it the Crisis Core. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe. Um, but yes, yeah, so we get... Uh, we And we go in through the sewers... Um, that I think Reeves said that like runs beneath the old Mako reactor, mm-hmm. which you know, of course. Can I that... point one thing out? Mm-hmm. Really love the continuity between how the sewers look here and how they look in remake. Yes, yes, and that was that was another thing is that as I was going through this, being like, yeah, this looks actually pretty good, considering, and it looks does look very similar to the sewers that we have, so much similar, in fact. Um, that we get to fight uh, our good old pals, the Sahagans again. Sahagans! The lizard men. And uh, I, I don't know. I feel like every time I see those dudes, I'm like, yeah. like that. I feel like that's a classic Final Fantasy enemy right there. <laughs> I that, mean, uh, I can what? always, you know, not like, not to the same level as like a Tonberry or like a Cactar, but I look at, I'm like, oh, hey, it's those guys. You know, the no, fish, they're one, they're the one of the guys, classics. You know? They're one of the classics. You know, so I, I always, whenever I see them, I'm like, yeah, cool. See, uh, every time I see them, I'm like, you're not Lizard Man from Soul Calibur. Yeah, Get I out was of here. Li- I was literally just going to say, <laughs> when I said Lizard Man, that was the thought that went through my head. It's like, man, Soul Calibur. Lizard Man. I mean, oh, there man. basically are Lizard Man from Soul Calibur. Well, I love the part. I, I, I got to say, I, I almost wish they pulled something like this in Remake. There's a part in the gameplay where there's a cargo box. And throughout the game, if you open those cargo boxes, you usually get something but here in the sewer if you break those boxes a sagan pops out 
Yeah, yeah almost <laughs> like a, like a mimic sort of thing. Where they're just like, "Hey, I'm just chilling in here." Like, oh, like all right, because I feel like they're not normally known for that sort of behavior, no. which is always was kind of weird. Well, but I have to say I, though, this seems that. like one of the more enjoyable missions. I yeah. don't know. At least the gameplay that I watched, the guy was flying. He's jump. He's jumping through everything. Like it just looked very active, as opposed to a lot of the other missions that seem to be very either on the rails, literally yeah. or figuratively, or just like oh, you're in this one little circular hub and I mean, kill all the enemies in the hub. When uh, I think it was an edge, or I, yeah, I want to say it was edge. There was literally a section where you're going through like these buildings and you're going down these really tight corridors. And I'm like, this seems like a nightmare, especially because <laughs> this game seems like it controls like complete ass. So yeah. I'm like, man, this probably is not the most fun segment, but yeah, I, I, I definitely got the impression from this part where I'm like, yeah, I could see like, it's one of those kind of like how I was saying at the very beginning of the game of like, I could see myself playing this. Like if I could like back when this came out, I could totally see myself playing it if I didn't already kind of have a bad opinion about it, <laughs> yeah, you know, or a bad taste in my mouth about it. Um, or it's just like yeah, I could see like if they had just updated this game with like more modern controls and stuff, I feel like it could actually hmm. do semi well. Well, you know, we have talked about of is this what it's gonna feel like to control Vincent in remake? You know, I know we touched on that in the last episode mm. and. At least in this chapter with the gameplay, and of course, if you listening want to follow along so you know exactly what we're talking about, there's a guy, Crabman Gaming, put up mm -hmm. a whole playlist of this. This is one of those sections where I'm like, I could totally see them actually pulling this off in Remake. Like, because, yeah, actually, now that you say that, because I'm thinking... The sewers it would be, definitely help, too. It'd be pretty easy, because, like, if you just give him, like, a lock-on... I mean, you could lock-on with anybody, but it's like, yeah, I could see... Vincent's sort of playstyle being like he's jumping around and just shooting a bunch of dudes. Yeah, imagine it was a little bit like how Barrett handled, but instead of like that automatic machine gun, you have like a rifle that has to like reload after every shot. Yeah, and it's like because I, I what I do one thing I really do like about this game is the customization that you can do with your gun, and like you can it, yeah you I saw can that, yeah. no matter what situation you're in, you're like oh I'm gonna use a you know, my shorter pistol for this, for a higher fire rate, or, you know, use this rifle with a scope on it to shoot guys from far away, you know, and it's like, you, it's very situational, mm -hmm. and I like that, I like customization where it's like, oh, you're kind of, it's an active part of the game, mm -hmm. you know, instead of just being like, oh, I got my plus two strength to this thing, and just, you know, slapped on a sticker or whatever, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah kind of no, just get you. your passive buff or whatever, um, but yeah, I could see, because... I'm curious um, to see how Yuffie plays. I feel like she's going to play probably very similar to the rest of our melee attacking uh, party members, but mm -hmm. I feel like, yeah, Vincent could be their opportunity to do something a little bit more like, oh, we can have this be a little bit more action-y, you know? Yeah. Or a little bit more just kind of like you could do a lot more flashier things, I guess. You know, and I'd actually be really interested and hopefully they do do give him some cool stuff. And then instead of just being like, oh, he's, you know, like he'll occasionally shoot a guy, but he'll punch him most of the time or something, you know, mm -hmm. or he got a sword now or something, you know, <laughs> some, yeah. something lame like that. But no, I don't I don't think they would do that. I don't think so either. But um, um, I was uh, if you're ready to move a little yeah, forward, sure. I was going to say after we're done running around the pits of the sewers fighting Sahagans. We get to a point where you start seeing those deep ground soldiers from that mm. Integrade trailer. 
And yeah. now I got a feeling we're going to start. It's going to all start coming together. Yeah, things are Good. things are starting to really pick to line up. up a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta it, say, I like I like the deep ground soldier look. That sort of like blue sort of tronish looking thing. It's, it's not pretty a bad cool. design for for like you know for their regular like jobber dudes. Like they're not. It's not bad at all. And I like that that sort of aesthetic is sort of uh, spread throughout the rest of the members of deep ground. Um, I guess like vice. Uh, not included because he doesn't does he wear the only time that we've seen him he was shirtless so i don't know if he even wears he's pretty if i'm not mistaken he's (laughs) he's always shirtless yeah he's probably got some i I, from what i remember seeing him in the integrate trailer it looked like he had maybe some sort of like a gi on or something some you know or maybe some coat like tied around his waist or something maybe something like that but uh yeah so we get as we're getting closer i guess to uh, the manner side of things, um, we get uh, we get to hop in a little elevator here, and we get a nice little flashback scene, which I loved. Which uh, I love too, because this was my I want to say this is actually my first time seeing like a Turk Vincent in like yo Turk actual, Vincent like, looks sick. like three D model kind of you know what I mean yeah, and I'm like damn. Homeboy looks good, I, man. I, I, I want this suit. I, I see the appeal. I want this suit. I want. <laughs> I want his hair. Like my man looks fresh as a Turk. Yeah, and he and he looks like you know. He, I was expecting to see like or to have him look kind of. I don't know because he looks wild, not too wildly different at, in his like current state. But like when I look at him, I'm like, oh, like I wasn't ex- like he cleans up good. Is what I guess what he I'm trying to say. He cleans up very good. <laughs> like this is a Vincent you could bring home to mom and dad, and they don't have questions. Yeah, it, it was kind of jarring because he kind of reminds me a little bit of Sung, and it's yeah, actually yeah, I kind of got that vibe too. Because like Vincent in his current form, I don't really see him as having like Asian features, like facial features, mm-hmm. but it, in his Turk outfit, like he like you could really see, I guess, because he doesn't have the scarf on, you know. He's not covered. He's face. not as covered. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I can actually like see what his face looks like, and I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, you look. He looks very um, Asiany, <laughs> I guess. For, yeah. for or Japanese, I guess probably would be the more correct term. But um, yeah, so we get to see. I guess this is the when he first meets um, Lucrezia. Lucrezia. And uh, what immediately caught my attention was that. He was like, hey, my name is Vincent. I'm here to protect you. And she's like, no, why did they send? And I'm like, immediately she's freaking out. (laughs) Well, because I think, I don't know where you're going with that, but I think maybe she, because she's, let's let's give Lucretia her due. She's a very smart lady. Mm -hmm. Like, very smart. I think she knows how Shinra works. She's Hojo's assistant. And I think if there's a, let's put it this way. If you got a Turk assigned to protecting you, I feel like, like, imagine you were a scientist, dude. Mm. And then suddenly an FBI agent walks in and goes, hey, so I got to follow you around everywhere now. You'd probably go like, wait, what, but, but, but why? 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 Yeah, yeah, no, I, I know. I see what you're saying. But I, the feeling that I got from it was that, that she kind of knew. And now here's uh, just to clarify for because in case there's anyone screaming at me right now, <laughs> if there is any sort of if there's any sort of information that came up in OG about this that would make this make more sense. I don't remember because <laughs> I have not, I've, I've not like checked up like this. 
I have not really refreshed myself on the Vincent lore there's from not OG. Lot, it, and so there's I'll really not the a lot, right? I'll give you the path. There's not a lot of Lucrecia uh, Vincent specific stuff. Right. So like, that's why I'm thinking... There, there's the, a good amount of each individual character, but there's not a lot in terms of context of the two of them together. Okay, yeah, that's. I just wanted to clarify in case, yeah. in case anyone's like, of course this would make sense. But to me, this this conversation or the way that she reacted to him be, uh, being there was that she already kind of knew him, you know? Or I, maybe maybe I'm getting the wrong vibe from. That. I think she knows the Turks. I think that's what you're picking up. Mm. Like the same way you would know the FBI if FBI came to you and was like, we need to protect you. It's the same way where it's like... Because she says, why would they send his dot, dot, dot? Oh, he... Hmm. You know? Who so, runs the Turks? Who runs the Turks? Uh, Sung? Well, uh, Rufus, there... I guess, was... Rufus is technically the leader of... Yeah. Well, Could and, that be... Is Sung he the his? Like, why would they send his... His number one, his... Mm. his, You know, or something. Oh, I don't okay. Know. Yeah, I guess maybe uh, something like, you know, because I guess Vincent... He was probably high up in the Turks, I would imagine, because yeah, I, that's another thing I'm not entirely sure of. Uh, well, remember where... they chose they chose to experiment on him over everybody else, and that's worth thinking about too. Right. Yeah. So maybe yeah, he was sent Wait here explicitly. Uh, to, do uh... we know just how long before the events of FF Seven this scene is? I. That's another thing I'm not entirely sure. Because I just started thinking about Rufus. I'm like, was Rufus even in that position? Yeah, that's and I don't think like, he was. I don't know. Is this like around First Soldier timeline I, era? I, it's probably closer to that because Lucretia is Sephiroth's mother, and I don't think Sephiroth's been born yet. I don't have that impression yet. Anyway, at least yeah. in this scene. You know, obviously in Dirge, this is post FF seven, but in this flashback, it's this uh, is way this is like pre everything. Yeah, this is before the fall, and I guess wherever Vincent ranked, he must have ranked pretty high up. If a now, I he, wonder. because yeah. sorry to cut you off, but you're I good, feel I wonder if before Crisis would clarify maybe some of this. Before Crisis um, clarifies a lot of stuff on the Turks, and you'll be happy to know when we cover before Crisis. Azul is in there too. Oh, great! But this is a pre-Azul, Azul. <laughs> wow, that was a drive-by shooting you just did of information there. It's like, hey, now have this, have wrestle with that in your brain. <laughs> well, let me put it to you like this, right? You see how this is this is pre-Dirge Vincent. Mm -hmm. There's a pre-Dirge Azul. Oh, so you're not gonna have yeah. So he'll probably be a lot more bearable when that I, comes I would, around. I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, he also looks human. The pre the pre Azul Azul looks like a human being. So. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, I think it, this is just it was something that I just kind of was like I got hung up on because I'm like they shouldn't have any history at this point, right? Because he's obviously I guess because he's introducing himself to her. So I you know, and then she covers it up by being like because she says why would why would they send his dot 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 and then. Um, Vincent's like, oh, excuse me, and then she's like, oh, I'm, I'm just, you know, I want to, I'm finally meeting someone from the Turks, you know, and it's like she's obviously covering something up, you know, that's mm -hmm. at least that's the, the vibe that I got. Do you think? But 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 we also were saying that maybe Vincent was sent here with the express purpose that eventually the things that would come to pass would come to pass. That's and, what I was about to know. say. Is like does. Because they, as you know, they eventually experiment on him. Did, does she know, like, did Hojo tell her one day or something, like, when the Turks come for you, that's when the experiments are to commence or something mm. like that? Or it's, it's almost like, like 
this is a this is a trigger event for her. She knows like, oh, if the Turks are here, oh, that implies means, uh-huh. X. Maybe, yeah, or you know, because we at this well, we as we come to find out here uh, a little bit later is that she's been doing research on Omega. Uh, which is, you know, we've kind of heard a little bit of whispers about him uh, prior Whis- to this. Whispers, you say? Hmm, yes. When we little... get, I'm, it's not until later in the episode, but I'm very excited to get into Omega. Cause oh, yeah. Omega's got my head spinning. Yeah, so I'm wondering if uh, her, maybe her research on Omega, because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like, cause it, it, I guess it depends on the timeline of stuff, but if she was already researching Omega. Maybe she knew about Vincent because of the proto-materia. Maybe he always had the proto-materia. Well, it's the chaos gene, right? Isn't it a gene? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, well, yeah, the yeah the, uh, the chaos gene is, like, the key. They said Someone said that recently, right? That it was, like, the key to... Was, I think it was Rosso. Rosso, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, she, I mean, yeah, she does kind of... She, she gets a big feature in this chapter, too. Um, yeah, so I guess, yeah, his... Uh, he might have had that. I guess he had that in him. Initial, and that's and that's another thing. I'm not entirely sure of how Vincent got his abilities. Um, if was he born with it? Well, or? remember he's already a Turk, and if you're a Turk, that sort you're of implies already, you already have some super strength. Right. You're already yeah. There's already some something fucky going on with you. Yeah. So yeah. Who knows? Well, I guess we'll at some point the game hopefully will explain. <laughs> Or go into a little bit more detail about it. Um, but, um, unfortunately, I would love to keep talking about this and de- deliberating on it because I want to avoid talking about this next segment. Well, <laughs> I mean, this next I... segment, not a lot happens, so I think we could be quick. Yeah, so, um, Kate Sith shows up, and immediately I'm just like, oh, good, great. And then uh, the way that they are, the way that the cutscene's playing out, I'm like, wait, no, you're, we're not, we're not playing as Kate Sith, are we? And sure <laughs> enough, the loading screen hits, and then he goes, oh, I better make sure nobody finds me. And I'm like, oh god, it, not only are we playing as Kate Sith, it's a fucking stealth section. Yep. Like, oh boy. And then, you know, like I was saying before, man, there are a lot of parts of this game where I'm like, I could see myself playing this game. This was not one of them. It's not one of them. (laughs) Absolutely not one of them. Because I hate games that have, or I hate sections in games that are like this, where it's like, you know, like an RE4. Well, I don't want to shit on RE4. Spider-Man did this too. Yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, with the Mary Jane uh, sections. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Where it's just like, I don't, I don't, this is not fun. It like, couldn't be a cutscene, right? You couldn't just cutscene it. Yeah, and it's like, I know you're trying to break up the gameplay or whatever, but. But that's not how you do like, it. You know, like, yeah, there are other ways you could do it. I want to give them, I want to, I want to, I want to pepper this with a little bit of praise. Okay. I really love it when, you know how, like, if you leave a character, um, like, if you're not touching the controller and you leave them stationary, they yeah. have, like, a little wiggle to them. Yeah, that 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 is a certain denotion, uh, denotion of I, quality in my eyes. I really, really like it when the character's, like, little wiggle is close to the tempo of the music. Yeah. Like, oh, this uh, is it, actually something Persona Strikers does really well. Yeah, really yeah. well. And uh, yeah. I, if there is one positive thing I will say about this segment is that the music is actually really good. Yeah, exactly. Try, and try totally to fits the totally fits the mood of like 
oh, hey, our comic relief character is doing, you know, Jar Jar Binks shit. And, <laughs> you know, getting, uh, <laughs> trying to sneak past the guards. And uh, <laughs> shout outs to Crabman Gaming again. Um, but the, he gets spotted by one of the guards. And uh, thankfully, it's not one of those things where you get spotted and you immediately have to start over, which that would make it 20 times worse. But it's like he's sneaking. One guard catches on to him and then he's just shooting at him the whole time. And the other guards are just walking their routes. They don't give a fuck. You're just like bolts flying by from this one guy that saw him. And I just <laughs> thought, I just thought that was really funny. <laughs> yeah, not the, not the best game design, Square. No, but you know, hey, we've already seen a, a fair bit of that. And then, you know, trying to do this whole thing where it's like, I'm watching this gameplay right now. Yo, and I'm like, this is a, a totally different fucking video game. That I'm but honestly, at. honestly, the second half of this segment, the second half of this segment actually put a chill in my spine. Like, I did not expect him to go where they went with this. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. So, so I'm assuming you're referring to um, the, the fact that we, we, you know, if you remember back to the beginning of the game when we were in calm. And we, uh, Deep Ground uh, invaded and they were kind of rounding people up, right? Mm -hmm. And we didn't know where they were sending them. Well, we know where they're sending them now. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I was a little, like, when I was watching, I had to, like, kind of re, uh, kind of, like, re-watch it a, a couple times because I was just like, wait a second. <laughs> right? Is that, did they just did drop they just a do container that? full of people into, well... Well, it seems like a giant vat of goo and a, a giant arm comes out of well, it, grabs I wanna, the container. I want to punch one thing in. It's not even that they took this cargo container full of people and dropped it into some waste. But, like, you hear people screaming. And yeah, it's not the, even and like... It's, it's, and it's very clearly the screams of women it's and children. It's unsettling screaming. Yeah, it's very like, much like there's a problem going on. And like we're playing as Kate Sith, and I was like, and this uh, seems like a Vincent part. I don't yeah, know. this it does, and you know why? Because when that when they start screaming, and then Kate Sith is like, "Oh my goodness!" and I'm like, "This is not tonally doesn't fit. Doesn't fit. <laughs> it's not totally uh, tonally uh, correct to have this little little anime cat <laughs> around, you know, doing saying these things as all these people are." Well, I thought they were going to be burnt alive or melted alive, but as they drop the container, we see a giant arm come shooting out from under the green goo and grab the container and bring them down. And just as I'm like, huh, what the hell is that? And Kate Sith is like, huh, what the hell is that? We get, uh, we get introduced to... Uh, uh, finally a, a fun villain. A fun villain who I, I really... Because when you, I think it was last episode when I was like, man, I really hope there's more of these, you know, upper level uh, deep ground guys. And you're like, yes, there are. And I'm like, yeah, sick. <laughs> um, I didn't think that we were going to get a cool one right away. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were going to have to go through a couple more duds before we found someone cool. But uh, yeah, we get introduced to Nero the Black or no, Nero, Nero the, Sable, the Sable, which is black, so, which yeah. is black, the black, apparently. Um, but uh if there's one thing that I will say, uh, he does. He, I like his design, except for his little his mouth strap. Uh, if they got rid of that, I feel like because he reminds me a lot. Uh, if anyone's familiar with Roroni Kenshin, uh, yeah, the, the main villain from that show, the guy that's all wrapped up in bandages, kind of kind of gives off that same sort of vibe. I was gonna say, in the spirit of Soul Calibur, it's a lot like Voldo. 
Yeah, yeah, kind of. I definitely got some Valdo vibes, and it looks like he has. Because uh, we don't really get to see much of him, we see like a little bit of his body and like a little bit of a close up on his face. But it looks like he has maybe like some wings or something with like some blades on him or like claws. I'm not entirely sure. Well, we're gonna see soon. Hopefully, it won't be like, much longer now. I thought he. I mean, honestly, and he kind of looks like Vincent. <laughs> A lot of ways, like, uh, maybe, I don't know if it's just the red eyes and the black hair and the, I don't know. It, he just look. he looks like if he's like, Hey, I'm your brother, Vincent, <laughs> I'm your brother. Uh, well, there's a lot of Paulie. brotherhood going on here. Cause he calls Omega his brother. If I'm not mistaken, he refers to Genesis and, uh, vice is his brother. Um, mm. well, yeah. And also, yeah. Cause I, I still don't know how these. I think it's just a deep ground cult. Yeah, it's like if you're in the ground, cult, you're a brother. Yeah, we do get a little bit explanation from Rosso in a little bit, like what what deep ground is all about. Yeah. But at the same time, I still don't know how these individuals became or how they came to be here, except for Shelk. Which I guess I'm. I should just assume that everyone, you know, like Rosso and and Azul, even like they were abducted at some point by Shinra being like, oh. I don't even think they need to be abducted, right? Because, like, look at Vincent. He was just a Turk. Look at Cloud and and, and Zack. They were true. soldiers. Like, I think what they do is, like, you get recruited into the system, and then they sort of manipulate they, and play with you. Yeah, they eventually, like, oh, hey, yeah, you come do this. And, like, like how Shelk was, where she was, you know, she, oh, they said I have had all this talent. All the talent, yep. And well, Shinra they... owns everything, so, like, you end up working for him no matter what you do. Right, right, absolutely. And it's, yeah, I just, I feel like, uh, hopefully, if we don't get a satisfactory uh, explanation as to where s- some of these characters come from, I will definitely, uh, when we are all done with this, uh, I would love to go back and, like, read up on some of these characters. Because they definitely... You know, even even someone like Azul, you know, it's like I feel like if I learned more about him, maybe there would be a chance that I I would accept him. But, you know, don't don't hold your breath on that just yet. Not holding my breath. Um, but but just yes, to, to keep us moving. So yes. Nero appears, tells us that that's Omega, the Usherer of Souls, his brother. Uh, and, you know, Kate Sith in his Kate Sith way is like, oh, dear. And then we get the most gets, unsettling cut probably of the chapter. He gets Thanos snapped out of there. Yeah, he gets oh, that, yes. well, I was talking about the Moogle doll. Yeah, the Moogle uh, doll, which I think was, uh, I I would have to go back to the that cutscene and see, but I I want to say that that kid that we see that gets abducted mm-hmm. had one of those. Mm-hmm. So I think so too. So yeah, that's some dark shit. And apparently, it's not. I thought you know it was you know this giant vat of green goo, and I thought it was like acidic, but. Guess not. Guess the Moogle's just kind of floating on top of the water there, or the goo. The goo. It's good to know that Moogle dolls float. Good to know. Yeah, it's good to. It's good to. Uh, it might be important just to uh, include. So the objective here with Vincent, at least, is he's looking for. Um, he's looking for the laboratory. He's looking for Lucretia's lab. Yes. To try and find some notes. Yeah, there, there, there is a reason why he would come back to to Shinra Manor because that's where. I guess that's where Lucrezia's base of operations was. The, and, the Crisis Core, baby. Yeah, that's apparently that's where a lot. Again, it's like a, a Mount Nibble and all this. Everything happened in this in this area, and I said, like, "Oh, now we go even deeper, and we can find Weiss hanging out." Like, if that's, <laughs> I don't know where Deep Ground's like home base is at, but 
it better not be at like the the <laughs> like deep in the core underneath uh Nibelheim or something cuz that would be uh that would be interesting. That would be something. But we're going to find out. Mm. <laughs> I was like trying to judge your silence or your response to be like am I am I on the money? No, nah, I need something to throw you off. I need something to throw you off. I could tell <laughs> I could tell I was being examined. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm putting leads out. Um, but yeah, then we uh, we hop right into this other cutscene here where we do get to uh, Lucrezia's lab, um, and I do like how this also this area has sort of maintained its aesthetic. Yep, you know, just brick walls and bookshelves with books everywhere, um, and then we get uh, this. I, I I guess it's a materia. I'm I don't know what else to call it. Of what were those? Uh, it reminds me a lot of those like video spheres that uh, from FF10, you know, like yeah, that, yeah, uh, yeah. Jacked and ever they had, you know, were like like a video camera basically, and it's it's basically just a we a hologram of uh, Lucrezia who, I guess she recorded this knowing that Vincent would come back at some point looking for her, uh, her research on Omega specifically, I guess. Um, or just her research overall, because they he was talking to um, Shalua about it last episode, being like, "Oh, and she was saying that I've I don't I've never got to see any of her research." So yes, we do learn that she has been researching Omega, and she even um, quotes uh, that same quote that Shalua said last episode that you had said. Uh, that I'm not going to quote again. <laughs> but you know the one. The soul wrought uh, from Terra Corrupt, that one. Yep. Um, Basically the ancient, the ancient's passage on Omega and Chaos. Yeah, and she's kind of like waxing poetic on like, oh, yes, you know, Omega is, he's born of the life stream. And if Omega comes to exist, then all of humanity will die and the well, planet yeah. will die. And let, let, me, let me flesh that out a little bit more. Because um, yes, yes, sure. I think I think it's going to be very important, not only moving forward, but I actually really think this is going to be important for remake. Um, yeah, I you know honestly, I totally have that same vibe as well. Because like as as this was sort of unfolding, I'm like, this you start going, like, oh, this seems like Genova but different. <laughs> well, honestly, here's if I'm not mistaken, I think this is the full scoop on Omega. If I'm not mm. mistaken, I think this is the full scoop. Omega is a failsafe for the planet. It's actually not quite Genova driven. If I'm not mistaken, mm. I could be wrong. I actually think it's well, I mean, separate. Cause, it's, cause... it's a failsafe. So if Omega senses that the planet is dying and that life is depleting, what Omega will essentially do is it will rise from the depths, clean life off the planet, take the life stream, and fly off to another planet to start over. Somewhere it's like else. a reset oh, button. Oh, okay. He's like a big reset button where if they feel like the planet is doomed, he comes up and basically just hits that reset button and takes the life stream to another planet. Right. Oh, yeah. Because she basically hope, was kind of, yeah, describing that he was uh, born of it. And... Yeah. I want to go on a little tangent and get off dirge for a second here. Sure. Sure. Now, think about that with Omega, right? If Omega mm -hmm. senses the planet's doomed, it's going to end all life and take the life stream to another planet. Now, I can't help... But think of what Sephiroth was saying at the edge of creation. He's talking about the planet is dying. All born are bound to her. He seems to really want to protect this planet, but who's he protecting it from? 
Mm. Who's the threat? Aren't him and Genova the threat? Who's he protecting it from? Well, and if, you know, if this is, you know, uh, if this if that was true, Sephiroth, you know, what, yeah, who would he consider to be a threat? If he was, if, the, if that, if that Sephiroth that we were talking to at that point in time was the true Sephiroth, the only thing that I could see at, well, at this point now is that Omega being a threat to him. Because then that means that he wouldn't be riding the planet, you know, right. throughout the world or the, whatever the, whatever the well, hell. It's a Sephiroth fail safe against him. That's what he's worried about, right? Because right. if Sephiroth and Genova are getting their way, Omega's just going to wake up and hit reset. He needs that out of the way. That's mm. what I think. And I think that's what the next game is going to be. Now that he controls fate, he's taking us to deep ground so we can get rid of Omega and get it out of him and Genova's way. Mm. That that's what I if I were just to guess where we're I can headed. See, yeah, if if because you know, now yeah, because now we, need we a have final to... boss for the next game. We can't do Sephiroth again. No. <laughs> Sephiroth again. Uh <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious. But no, absolutely I feel like um Honest to be honest, I don't think I, I we said it before, but I don't think Weiss I think Weiss is gonna be the final boss. I think of integrate he will. Yeah. Oh I'm you mean about, oh you're I'm talking, talking about remake part two. Oh, I think part oh, two oh, is gonna oh, be oh, around oh, Omega. Okay, okay. Yeah, oh yeah. All right, yeah. That's, I could totally see that. That's where I think this is going. Because that's if you're looking at what Sephiroth and Genova's next plan is, it's to pluck Omega off the board. And, and now, the thing that I love the most about this, let me get this one last sure, part yeah. is that ties him back to his biological mother. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now suddenly Sephiroth's caught in between, you know, the devouring mother of Genova and his benevolent mother of Lucretia, which uh, benevolent might be a little too much, but yeah. you get my point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's no Genova. More benevolent in comparison to Genova. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think, and I really think that, you know, once, you know, because you, I know that you've gone ahead and, and know probably more things about the story at this point than I do. But I guess for me, I guess I, I'm just waiting to see the connection between, like, what what's Vice's deal? Like, I know, obviously, we kind of, I know his general, what his deal is, but his connection to yeah. this stuff. And we've, uh, uh, between what we got, the little bit that we got from Nero and what we're eventually going to get from Rosso in a little bit, um, I, I, I feel like that information really hinges on, like... Because we, you know, we were talking about in Remake how Sephiroth was kind of like a vessel for Genova. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if Vice could end up being a vessel for Omega. Well, I mean, Omega has a corporeal form in this game, but I wonder, like, is, yeah, is Omega just going to be just like, because I, I don't know what Omega's form looks like. So is it just going to be a giant monster? Or, I don't know. I'll say probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> leave, I mean, I'll leave it at that. I mean, well, I mean, in Dirge, I'm sure he's going to be a giant monster, but I'm, I'm wondering in terms of remake if, they're, if they might sort of refit it, you know, to be kind of look almost like Genova was. They, they tried to do with Genova a little bit. Um, but, you know, I think that's just me sort of like kind of taking a weird little tangent and kind of running away with it. But, uh, yes. Lucrezia. Lucrezia. Well, I will say, um, I guess before we move beyond this Lucrezia scene, or, um, but one, it was heartbreaking to see Vincent go and give her a hug, and then she just walks yeah, through him because it's trans. Because right that's one thing I think they're handling really well in this game is, you know, that Vincent's not an emotion. 
Exactly. They're they're doing a pretty good job showing this pull between Vincent and Lucretia. Yeah, and I'm glad that I'm glad that we at least are now starting to get a little bit more into Lucretia because it's filling out the plot. Let's just yeah, put it that it's way. Ki- it was kind of annoying before a little bit. Of being I'm like, so sorry. Uh, and it's like, yeah, well, I want to know what you're sorry for. Well, I kind of know what you're sorry for, but I want I want to. See I want you to. Say, I want you to say something. Else. I want you to tell me. <laughs> I want to hear I you say hear it. <laughs> I need to hear it from you. It's the only way I can move on. But uh, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed that scene that we get of her sort of explaining what Omega is, and it kind of was almost reminiscent of the uh, the Shinra uh, VR experience <laughs> uh, amusement park thing. Uh, you know, showing the, the history of the Cetra and all that. Uh, and I hope we get more of those sorts of things. Although I feel like they, I don't know if they, if they could do that twice and be like, still do something. But hey, I didn't, hey, I didn't know that they had uh, hologram technology in this world, <laughs> at least in this way. So maybe that might be some interesting, uh, that could lead to some interesting uh, plot developments later on. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I don't know what to call, uh, uh, is it a materia? <laughs> I'm sure there's probably something this this sphere that she's. Uh, I I guess out of. let's just because, call it a material because it doesn't it dissolve after she the message ends. Yeah, so it's like makeshift material. Oh yeah, let's some yeah because I don't know the I'm no material scientists. Oh me neither. Um, me neither. <laughs> so I'm sure material can be a sort of, you know, it's more of like a. Uh, a, a type of thing that you can have various uses for, obviously, I guess, but um, it's interesting to see it used in this sort of application instead of just like, oh, here's fire, here's uh, Shiva, <laughs> yeah. you know. But uh, yeah, I, I and I, I also like how uh, Lucrezia just left her notes just on this, this like disk drive thing that just sitting on the table. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I had a feeling you'd come back one day, and I didn't think to hide this anywhere. I mean, there's, I mean, it's kind of crazy now considering that this is the, you know, this is post Advent Children. I'm like, did Shinra really not take that? <laughs> I think they're a little. Well, remember Hojo's technically dead right now. Yeah, I guess. And, and that I was sort of th- his. That was sort of his area. Yeah. So uh, who knows? That's the thing. It's like, I've got a feeling because, like, again, that's Hojo's domain down there. Yeah. And I got a feeling that, like, or who knows? Maybe he was he was meant to, you know, find it or whatever. He was right. He could be be falling into the trap. He could be led. But I will say I seem to get the impression that when it comes to, like, the quote unquote Shinra Illuminati, that the Heideggers, the Scarlets, the President Shinras, they don't really know all of what hojo's doing no no they i mean and i feel like that was the sort of um impression the impression remake. that i got from remake of like they're just like uh yeah i mean if you know if you need any of our stuff we'll hojo the out. promised land that's it i don't <laughs> care how you do it i don't care what it takes just the promised land okay now, personally i've had no problems with torture <laughs> whatever the fuck scarlet said um yeah i i if there's one one little uh, side thing I want to talk about, just in the terms of uh, uh, Crabman's uh, video here, is that you know this this cutscene happens right, and then you go back into the gameplay, and then he goes into the next room, and there's just deep ground guy that is I guess waiting around the corner, 
and then just smacks him with his gun. And I'm like, I love when like enemies in games, like they're like, Oh man. Okay. I know he's killed like dozens and hundreds of my friends, but I'm going to be the guy I'm going to wait around this corner and I'm going to get him. <laughs> and I'm just going to smack him and it's going to work. I promise. Uh, but then of course he, you know, gets jobbed like all them jobbers be doing. But, uh, yeah, we get, uh, a little bit more action going on through the, the, I guess, I, I guess we're in Shin, I guess we'd be in Shinra Manor at this point. Yeah. Um, or the, the lab, uh, underneath. And, uh, we get, eventually, we get to see our good old pal, Rosso. Rosso. The Crimson. And, uh, I... You know, after seeing Nero, <laughs> Rosso has... Well, she was kind of did the facto cool guy, or gal, I guess. Yeah, no, she's been demoted now that Nero and showed Now up. that Nero's there, I'm like, oh, Rosso. Mm. And also, without without Azul in this chapter, suddenly Rosso's looking like a weak link. Yeah, and, like, I appreciate that, uh... The, you know, she kind of is like, oh, I'm going to exposit this dialogue now, so you can figure out what the fuck we're doing here. <laughs> Because uh, we just kind of showed up and, you know, doing all this fucked up shit that we don't know. Well, Chris, when when is it that a villain tells you their plans? <laughs> when they think they've already won. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, and that's very much like, I love kind of the simplicity a little bit. I mean, I can also see how some people could find it annoying uh, or like kind of lame and weak that like, you know, hey, you know, we just want to do whatever Vice does. We just want to... You know, we want to awaken Omega and, you know, kill all of humanity because we don't give a fuck. Well, they were bred. I think the way she rationalizes it is we were bred to kill. That's what we were told. Like, they're destroyers. That's the best way to put it, right? Yeah. They're there like, to where kill, do you go? destroy. And as Rosso shows, like, she gets off on yeah. killing people. Like, it's, it's, it's all she's got. <laughs> yeah. She ain't got no family, people. Like, like, she, like she, yeah, she literally says that she gets turned on by the idea of exterminating humanity, <laughs> which I'm like, hey, more power to you. You know, I guess like, you know, it's I kind of like when a bad guy or a villain in anything is like, yeah, I just I'm really I really just want to kill everything. I'm in it for the thrills. <laughs> and it's like, hey, I mean, I, I don't not not going to let you do that, but I, I, I respect you. <laughs> I, you got Moxie, <laughs> you got Moxie, kid. You know, I, I respect at least your devotion to your uh, thing. You know, your your cause. But uh, yeah, I I appreciate it being kind of more simple because I feel like I, at least on as far as it stands right now, because this story could get way more complicated, and I'm assu- I'm assuming it's going to. Um, I do appreciate that they're like just like yeah, you know like I mean of course you know Oroso and Azul and and Nero and whoever else we're gonna meet I'm sure they're just you know they're the underlings right they're the they're the lieutenants they're like yeah we don't really have any agency of our own we just wanna <laughs> help the we wanna help the main guy that's all we do really and I'm like okay I mean I don't have to you know all the you know they don't have to have all these like super deep reasons behind what they do you know like i, I think that's it's almost kind of refreshing in a way because i feel like there's especially nowadays i feel like everything is like oh well we need to have these like super elaborate reasons for why you know why these characters are like this and 
Like, yeah, like I don't need that in every piece of fiction that I experience, you know? Like, sometimes simplicity works. And I feel like in this case, at least so far, it's working for me. Yeah, but I, I can see, too. I can also see how some people be like, ah, uh, that's a little, you know. And, like, normally I would be that kind of person, but I feel like since over the last year I've I've consumed so much more media than I normally would have otherwise I feel like I'm I'm a lot more willing to <laughs> sometimes like oh oh I don't have to really think about this for a second okay great I love that because <laughs> there's so many other things that I like I you know we do obviously we go crazy with uh, theories and things like that so and you know this is the you know, Final Fantasy 7 remake is definitely not the only thing that I'm like that with so Mm-hmm. It's nice every now and again to not have to think. <laughs> just like, yeah, just be straight up with me. Oh, yeah, you oh, you get horny from thinking about ending humanity? Okay, great. Awesome. I can get behind that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what it is, man? It's like we've got so many villains, um, not just in Dirge, but in FF7 in general, that, like, yeah. they can't all be interested yeah, in, like, they can't all have these domination. Grandiose, yeah, right, we need exactly. We need different motives. Like, yeah, some people are just sick fucks. Yeah, there's, right. you know, like, hey, you know, we just, we know what we are, and we're not uh, apologetic about it. And it's like, okay, great. That's awesome. Like, I, I, I'm, I sometimes get annoyed when games try to be like, oh, but try to see it from his perspective. Like, yeah, I, I, I get it. I could do the mental legwork. I got it. <laughs> you know, you don't have to, you don't have to hold my hand through the whole process. But uh, that being said, uh, we then get to, we then we get to fight, um, this robot who looks really annoying to fight, a Black Widow, um, which is a weird name for this robot because it does not look anything like a spider. Not in the slightest. I mean, it, I, I guess it kind of it has four legs instead of eight. Yeah, but, well, so uh, does a tiger. Yeah, exactly. It's like I feel like they. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't have too much to say about it other than it's like yeah, it seems a little. Seems like a weird choice, but. Uh, as uh, as seems to be at least well the way Crabman uh, has been playing this game, it's like a lot of these mini boss fights seem kind of like not a big deal. And yeah, I, he's I either really good at the game, or, or like you said, the mini boss fights are just like, or they're just kind of easy. Yeah, because I feel like the every one that we've come across so far has just been like, yeah, you just you know, you just kind of run around and shoot them a bunch, <laughs> and <laughs> don't get shot by them. But I mean, I guess at a certain point, I guess you break it down enough. Any game is like that, <laughs> pretty much. You know? But uh, yeah, we get a nice little. I love, I love. Anytime Vincent does his little, uh, you know, Western, you know, ocelot fucking gun katas, uh, I, I'll always appreciate it. <laughs> but as uh, will I. You know that. Uh, meandering uh, boss fight aside, as soon as we're done with that, fucking Rosso comes in and just like, I, I guess, I, I, I don't know how to fully interpret it, but it seemingly pulls out the chaos gene, or is it the proto-materia? The proto-materia is what she it pulls is, out, yeah. Okay, because she didn't, she didn't straight up say it, so I was like looking, I'm like, I'm assuming this is the proto-materia. She yeah, it's, just a little, like, it's a little indiscreet. She kind of just sure. like, she jabs her hand into Vincent's body and then pulls out this material that looks like it has a fucking galaxy in it, which looks really cool. 
by the way. Yeah. And I, I want to see a remake version of it. I love that concept of like, cause I like uh, in remake. I like how they made the material look a little bit more like there's it's, you know, it's like a rock, you know, or like a crystal that has like stuff going on inside of it, mm-hmm. you know? And it's not just like, Oh, it's just this gem or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's seemingly, uh, <laughs> I like how it also is even like, Oh, you weren't expecting that, huh? And I'm like, I wasn't. <laughs> Like, I was genuinely caught off guard by that. And uh, as we see, um, Vincent has a little problem controlling uh, the beast. Yeah, without, basically, him. without the proto materia, he can't control chaos. Yeah, and it looks like uh, things are looking pretty bad. He's kind of convulsing on the floor, and Russell's just standing there, and I'm like, well, I guess, man, I didn't think the game was going to end this early. But then, <laughs> out of nowhere, out of the, the shadows, somebody, some vagabond with a Moogle hood comes with wielding this giant shuriken. I don't know who that could be. I really don't know. I mean, I oh the Moogle hoodie, giant shuriken. Yeah, she I don't look so about like five foot three. She's got like leg warmers on and. Yeah, I got. I, got I mean, I I don't. Dude. Well, I, we don't know it's a she. I'm just saying we don't. We they they don't I was say wrong who this, to assume. They don't say who this character is, and I mean, I feel like I know that there's a definitely a Final Fantasy character that likes to throw around a giant shuriken. I just was it oh, Sid? Dude, no, dude, it's Yuffie. Oh, you know, oh, the Yuffster, the Yuffster, the big Yuff, yeah, the big Yuff. <laughs> The oh, youth troop. Man. The youth tro- I, I kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, the, the we're troop. the youth troop, and we'll always be together. Uh, yeah, it's Yuffie. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to. I was. I was half be- wanting to be like, oh, let's just let's just play dumb and then be like, oh, I guess the episode's over now. Okay. Well, I guess we'll find out next week who that but person was. Well, I mean, this is <laughs> just a heads up for those listening. We are going to leave you at a pretty terrible cliffhanger so forgive yeah us. so that's yeah we were t- i was trying to make it to like ah can we just like twist the knife a little bit more but no <laughs> uh yeah so we well i mean and that's literally how the uh chapter ends how the chapter ends is like she comes in and then well what i do like is that rosso says um uh you wutai flee yeah, I like that. And did, I'm like, I'm like, like oh, so you guys have some history. A little huh? history there, yeah. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> integrade, maybe. Mm. Man, if Rosso's in Integrade, that'd be pretty cool. As long if they handle her well, I'm totally about it. Which she, there's as as we've mentioned in previous episodes, a lot less work uh to get her fixed up than some of the others. Yeah, yeah. Just be like, yeah, just get 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 uh some to put on a Russian accent, and well, they just got to double down on the vampire vibe. That's yeah, what I think. I, honestly, if she got a redesign, I wouldn't be mad at that as long as it's good. Um, if I hey, like, I give, like, the, give I her think... like the bright red eyes and fangs yeah. and shit. Yeah, they they I just got to go right. all in. I I know I keep I sound like a broken record, but on the vampire shit, one it looks cooler, and two it creates a perfect mirror for Vincent. They're both in red, both got that little vampire vibe. One is on this I mean, side. She's, she's already talking like one, so yeah. Ah, she, I mean, I could I could totally see her saying, "I want to suck your blood. I, vote... <laughs> <laughs> I want your proto materia." 
It's so funny because, like, I don't know who the voice actor is, but they're probably like, wow, I get to play a vampire. And then they look at the model and they're like, oh. Oh, they, uh, oh, they see the concept art and they're like, oh, my God, look at this crazy vampire swordsman. And then you get to the CG model and you're just like, like oh. Oh, it's just like she's, red. It's just a red lady. She's got like a weird like coattail thing. Yeah, <laughs> she's got like a she's got like a a a cape, but it's only from her waist down. <laughs> it's very weird, and it's, I mean, to be fair, I mean, she did have the coolest design, like I said, until Nero showed up, and I'm like, ah, uh, he looks way more interesting than either of you two combined. So. <laughs> And that hopefully that means that whoever else that we have yet to meet in deep ground also has a really interesting look to them because uh, I'm would be super excited. And I kind of at this point, you know, we've seen enough of these characters. I kind of want some new characters, (laughs) you know? Yeah, no, I'm with you. Either that or more time from the ones that we love. Right. Yeah, I want I mean, this this was another great chapter for Vincent. I feel like, you know, any time when we get to get more insight on Vincent as a character, I really enjoy those moments because they've been handled really well so far. Yeah, and, the, the highlights of the game through and through. Yeah, and it's like, you know, these other characters, you know, we, you know, I shit on Kate Sith and Azul and, you know, I'm throwing a little bit of shade on Russell here because she's kind of like, eh, but I also, you know, <laughs> she she's... A very simplistic character, but I know before I was just praising that. Um, you know, it's fine, but at the same time, it's like eh, there's not much there. Then you know, there's not a lot yeah. for me to chew on. It's like you got a cool character design that's great, you got simple motivations that's fine, uh, but that's it. You know, it's about <laughs> you, all we have. You got a cool weapon that's great, uh, but I need a little bit more. You know, as much as I like not having to think, I also <laughs> don't don't like empty cal- calories in terms of. Uh, you know, stuff to, like to, to gnaw that. on. You know what I mean? I like the way you put that. It's like every, it's, it's that we need, we need a good balance. And I feel like this game is starting to find its balance, but I, I, I'm still, I'm still skeptical on whether or not it's going to maintain that balance or, uh, cause I, I almost feel like there's another shoe, uh, waiting to drop at a certain point. Cause I feel like I'm praising this game a lot more than I thought I would going into it. Honestly, <laughs> Well, I'm I'll kinda, say this: kind of waiting for that other shoe to drop. I mean, we were pretty hard on this game last episode. We were yeah, pretty hard yeah, on it, but yeah. I feel like we're just hard on Azul. I feel like we've been taking it easy on everyone else. Yeah, he's kind of been the punching bag. <laughs> he's absorbing all the blows for Dirge of Service. I mean, hey, it's you know he's got the barrier, so it works out perfectly. Hey, there not, you go. He's not crying. His, he's not crying himself to sleep every night. Or hey, it's like oh, the barrier only protects him from physical damage, not not emotional, not emotional damage. <laughs> so maybe he maybe he is really emotional. He you just hides know. it. He just he's got a he's got a teddy bear <laughs> that he has to go to sleep with every night. But I love how he, Azul's not even in this episode, and I still find it <laughs> an opportunity to, we still, to, we to still take a jab at him. We st- I think we're gonna. I think we have to oblig an obligatory insult for azul yeah if he doesn't show up in a chapter yeah if he especially if he doesn't show up we need to get we'll squeeze it in at the end like we did yeah we yeah we need to lob a little you know lob a little grenade into that room uh but yeah i think um things are starting i feel like i say this at the end of every episode but i I feel like things are getting more exciting and uh, as we continue to go through here i am getting more invested and more interested 
Um, and I feel like initially I would have wrote that off as, oh, well, Integrate's coming and I want to see how they're going to integrate stuff. But I'm actually genuinely interested in, like, the plot of this at this point. Yeah, we're getting to a point, and I can't help myself, as I'm sure most of you observed in this episode. It's like, I, I keep looking for how how are we going to plug this into Remake? And the further we get, the more I'm starting to see it. Yeah, like, I feel like, yeah, like, especially now that we've been properly introduced to Omega and, like, all the stuff we were saying about that before, I'm like, oh, that I, I'm definitely going to be chewing on that tonight. Yeah. <laughs> trying to trying to see where that takes my brain. Um. But yeah, I think I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to see Yuffie. Hopefully, hey, if if we get a chance, I, I don't know if you get to play as Yuffie in this, but that would be pretty cool. Um, because boy, oh boy, uh, I, I'm getting tired of Kate Sith. <laughs> no, no disrespect to Reeve, but uh, I I you know I'm like, hey, there's still a whole bunch of other characters that you could have in here. Yeah, and I exactly. hope I, honestly, and I don't know if we see. Or how much of the other party members that we see. But, I mean, that would be cool. Like, I hope we see Cloud and Baird and Tifa. Oh my god, I, w- I swear I just want to, like, spoil some things for you. But I will, I <laughs> well, will restrain. I, you kind of you just did, inadvertently. <laughs> did I? I mean, I, well, unless you're try- you're double-faking me right now. I mean, um, I, I can't even keep track of myself most of the time, so good luck. I mean, I hope... I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm just going to assume that we see at least at least one other party member besides the two that we've seen thus far. Okay, you know, I could give you that. You will you'll see one. I'll okay. You'll see one. Yeah, I mean I'm I, I mean my ideal thing would be like they all meet up at some point. Oh, it's have... the end of Advent Children again, but just with yeah. Vincent. Yeah. And just, uh, we're, we're <laughs> Go in the, in, the, in the same church. Friendship is going to stay raining. Yeah. <laughs> the geo stigma is going away again. Um but yeah, I think uh, I, as you know, I feel like in the beginning of this, I was sort of not necessarily dreading it, but kind of being like, "Oh God, we're I'm, we're gonna have to like slog through this." But it's been a lot better than I I've been pleasantly been. surprised. Yeah, yeah. Let's just just, just to way. reiterate. But uh, I think um, unless you have anything else, um, no, dude, I'm I'm ready to close this out. If you are, I am ready to close it out. Uh, I will count us down, actually. You got it. I'm ready for it. All right. Three, two, one. I feel like those have been getting, like, longer. Jesus. Longer. Oh, Jesus. All right. That's what she said.